Hey, 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 guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now, let's do it. Let's get to it. It is July the 11th. I hope July has continued to do you well and you are doing very well despite the heat that may be happening in your part of America or for those who live out of America, for those who do not live here in Oh gosh, yeah, especially for those who live in the Middle East, like some of my former students in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, we've had some, I don't know if, if I could say we have some good weather. Today it was like overcloud, overcast, and it rained a little bit this morning. I was a little bit excited. Not so excited to pee in my pants and just a little bit in my panties. <laughs> and you're like covering your mouth like, oh my God, did she just say what she just said? And yes, sometimes women I can only speak for women because I don't know enough about men and I've never had those kind of conversations to be honest but sometimes people can pee oh because they're laughing so much okay or because they're so excited and it could be predominantly people who have had children uh, in my experience or people who have had maybe some like surgical procedure like I've had or maybe it's just women when they get older they like get so excited and they get like happy or they laugh or they get scared or something and they pee -pee a little bit in their pants and you know what in their panties not in their pants because unless you don't like to wear underwear and in that case you know you do you you know what I'm saying but seriously I got so excited for a little bit of rain today and uh, by the way yes I am if you have not been paying attention I am a dork so I'm gonna say stuff that's just like off the cuff and off the wall sometimes and I hope it does not offend you and if it offends you well, I don't mean to offend, and uh, I don't think that I offend often, and, and, and I don't ever intentionally try to uh, offend. Yes, I'm putting uh, emphasis on the O, the offend, but I might, I might inadvertently offend somebody from time to time, and I do not mean it, I do not mean it, but it might happen, and so all I can say is if you get offended easily, I don't think I'm a bad podcast for you but I might not be at the same time because it all depends right it's all subjective like what offends you may not offend anybody else and blah 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 but if I have offended you by my pee pee joke or my pee pee statement um my bad move it on <laughs> let's see something happened Something happened the other day, guys. I was uh, dry, uh, driving. I was riding my bicycle. I was cycling. Now, I have said this before. I don't know if I've said it on my podcast, but I'm not a cyclist per se. I like to cycle, but I don't like have like one of those expensive bicycles that costs like seven, ten, twelve thousand dollars. Just not my thing. Even if I had the money, I don't think I would pay that much. Honestly. If I won four million dollars tomorrow, maybe I would get a like a little nicer of a bike. But I kind of like love the bike that my friend gave me. Shout out to my friend in Houston, you know who you are, what what for uh giving me that bike. Um so it's kind of like special to me. Um of course, I would probably get a nicer bike, but I wouldn't spend $12,000 on a bike. I just wouldn't. I, I couldn't spend $12,000 on a bike or, or $7,000 on a bike. I know I could get one that's just as light as those expensive ones for a lot less. 
And before I get off on what I'm trying to talk about, I'm just going to go back right back into it. So I was cycling a yesterday, no, I'm sorry, two days ago. And some of the cyclists out there, and I've talked about cyclists before, but some of the cyclists out there, they get like, they get serious about their cycling. Like they go fast, y'all. Like fast, 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 fast. I think they can go as fast as a car. Like if it's going like 10, 20 miles an hour. But they can really, like those cyclists, like with their carbon bicycle that costs so much, it's light as a feather, they can go very fast. And it is a bit scary how fast they go uh, at the park on the trail. And they, they, they just go right by. And I think I've talked about this before, but when like somebody goes by you, they're supposed to say like on your left, meaning that they're about to pass you on their left. Now, some people don't say it. Some people do. Some people have like a little, there was a guy that had like a little ringy bell on his, his cycle, on his bicycle to, you know, to say, Hey, heads up, I'm coming, be- coming behind you. And some people don't say anything at all. And then some people say it, but here's what some cyclists do. They like, they just like ride on you, like right on you, like almost like in their ear. And then they go, to your left. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, because I'm in my zone. I don't have any earbuds on because I talked about that before. I don't think it's smart to have your earbuds on or your headphones on or anything like that because you can miss something. I've almost had a little accident because of somebody more than once. I think it's been twice because somebody who had wasn't paying attention. Even tonight, I some guy wasn't paying attention and veered to the left. And it's just dangerous. We all have to share the park trail and we all have to be mindful of others and so these two cyclists were coming from behind and I always stay as much as I can to the far right yeah sometimes I deviate and I kind of like go a little bit towards the middle but I don't do it very like I don't do it long if I do go a little bit towards the middle I don't do it for a long time and I do my best to listen for what's behind me Um, But some of those bicycles are so quiet uh, compared to some of the other ones. At any rate, one of my favorite words, if you haven't noticed, at any rate, these two dudes, one of them says, I guess the one of them is behind the other. I'm not sure how, how I wasn't, of course, looking back to see exactly how it went down. One of them was like to your left. And I don't know if I just moved in a way that he didn't feel comfortable with and then he's like to your left and I'm like okay he got louder and a little little scare like scared me a little bit a little bit and but I just moved more to my right I I didn't move to the left but in the in that process I think the guy the second guy may have gotten nervous he saw me move or he heard his dude buddy like say it I don't know what happened I cannot tell y'all exactly how it happened but what did happen from all of that is I think the second guy got nervous and he clipped the first guy's back of his wheel his front wheel clipped his back of the wheel and he crashed and he crashed and burned y'all like he legit crashed on his bike like he didn't crash into any he bumped that uh bumped his buddy's bike wheel and it's like slow motion I'm picturing it in my mind and he fell off like he skidded on the concrete it rolled and ended up in the bushes 
like not in the bushes, bushes, but ended up on the grassy area rather. And of course, I mean, that just like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this has just happened. So I go and I get off my bike. Like I just go to the right and I just get off my bike and I go to assist help, right? Like that's all I can do is like try to find out like, is he okay? Did he break a bone? Did he, you know, is he, is he dead? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm like, I'm hoping as I'm like, put my, put my bike down. I'm like, okay, please don't be dead. Please don't be dead. Please don't have a a bone sticking out of anything because he, he fell pretty hard. I know he fell hard. So he's not going to walk away with no injury. And so I run up to him and his buddy, I guess, realized that he had fell down I don't know and they're going so freaking fast so he's got to like stop and then come back and he comes and I can tell his elbow is bleeding and because he's holding his elbow he's holding it and and I can see where sorry but uh, there's like looks like it was a pretty when he skidded on the on the concrete that it might have like tore some this tore skin off of that elbow but there was no bone protruding which was oh praise god and uh, you know as soon as i saw it bleeding i said we need we need to we need to wrap that with something we need to wrap it with something because i'm not i I was thinking maybe i'll take my shirt off but you don't want to see me without my shirt i'm still not in the best shape right now plus it just wouldn't be appropriate because the dude can take his shirt off and that's exactly what his his bro did he took his shirt off and made sure to wrap it tight and the guy was conscious and he was talking and i said bro i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna move into your lane i promise you i didn't have no intentions to move into your lane because i uh, your lane because i felt bad y'all i felt like oh my god did i just cause this thing to happen and i mean in my heart i knew like i knew that i hadn't done anything um you know other than maybe wiggle my handlebars a little bit because of the freaking how loud the guy got but outside of that i wasn't at all going to be going into his lane but the guy was like, no, no, it's not your fault. No, it's, it wasn't your fault. It's okay. It wasn't your fault. And, um, I, uh, in the military, we had like the seven, I forget, it's been 20 years, but it's like the nine evaluations of a casualty and you start from the neck and you work your way down. So I was like, okay, from a military experience, I remember doing this. I said, how's your neck feel? And he's like, well, good. I, he goes, I, I'm, I think I'm pretty good. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think there's any broken bones. And I'm like, okay. And his buddy's like, we're going to have to get you to the clinic. And he did have a, some skin on his leg that had not started bleeding yet. Cause it's kind of like, if you've ever had any experience with that, it's like, sometimes we'll be cut, but it won't bleed yet. It's like the body's still in shock or the, you know, so, um, at any rate, he said his neck felt okay, his back felt okay, and uh, yeah, and uh, he's gonna feel he's gonna feel some pain tomorrow. And um, he looked at his bike and he said, "No, I think it's ruined." And he said, "Good thing I have a second one, and that's you know it's a carbon bike and blah 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 blah." But I I don't think I think the handlebar might have got a good hit, but I don't think the bike itself. I don't think it because he was able to get back on the bike and ride it slowly. His friends like you got to go slow or we can walk, and he's like, no, I think I can ride it. So they went back, I guess, to their vehicles and to go to the clinic. But y'all, that was just trippy, just trippy. That's what I was talking about when I would go. By the way, I'm not going during the morning, and it's not because of that dude that walks the wrong way. It really isn't. I just feel like when it comes to Ubering and lifting, I feel like I do better in trying to reach close to my goal when I'm driving, when I want to make every day, when I drive earlier in the morning. 
So I had to like, okay, I'm not going to drive in the morning. I'm going to go drive in the morning. So that means I got to find a way to like, I want to bike at night. And because it doesn't really get dark to almost nine, I go out there like at seven, anywhere from no earlier than 7 p.m. and no later than 7.30. Um, so, th- but this is what I'm saying. Cyclists go so freaking fast and it doesn't take much for something to happen. And I'm so glad that I wasn't a part of that accident, but I'm as far as like physically a part of that accident, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so happy that the guy did not break a bone that, you know, his neck wasn't damaged or anything like that. I think he helped himself. Like he, he helped the situation by how he fell, the way he skidded and stuff. And I don't you know, wearing a hat, a helmet, of course, is going to help that. But I want to tell those guys and girls like, you know, the signs say, watch your speed for a reason, right? Because there are runners and there are skaters and there are walkers and, and, you know, skateboarders and stuff like that. So when, when you know, you have to share that trail with everybody, it does not help if you're cycling freaking 30 something miles an hour, it feels like, now, I don't know if they legit can, can go that fast guys. I don't quote me on that, but I know they go stupid fast. And I'm nowhere close. I mean, when they pass me up, like they're gone. I don't even see anything. I don't see anything but dust. They just completely (laughs) leave me in the dust. And I'm okay with that because I'm still, you know, getting, knowing about what bike, what cycling is about. Like I didn't grow up being a cyclist. I grew up playing on bikes, BMXs, doing all kinds of fun stuff when I was a kid, but I've never been a cyclist. It's a whole nother sport for me. It's a whole nother way of exercising. Um, and I'm, I'm doing all that I can to get more serious about doing it. One day I'm going to be able to do two laps like some of those folks do. A lot, a lot of them, I just do one. I do one all the way there and all the way back. And it's almost 11 miles. And I do it in like in 50. I think I did it under 50 minutes today. But I don't go. I can't go super fast. <laughs> My body just isn't able to go as fast as all those somewhat professionals or amateurs. Or I, they're definitely competitors because they all have like... They don't, um, doesn't mean they're all competitors because they can go buy it on Amazon or whatever, but like a lot of them have those professional athletic attire for cycling. Um, but at any, at any rate, I'm going to change it to at any way. Um, it was, it was a bit frightening. It was a bit, a bit scary because watching somebody, you know, crash like that and, you know, and, and, and fall like that and, and not knowing if they're going to be okay is it's a bit scary so i'm just glad that it was not on the road like on the regular road with and it involved a car um and it was in latrell and there wasn't as many people you know because it could have been a lot of a lot of cyclists running into each other and stuff so and that he didn't fall on anything that could have further hurt him after the whole sliding and rolling and all of that i mean he could have fell into a branch and you know stuck something and could have you know anything like a depending on where you are at that trail there are certain parts of that trail you do not want to fall on the side where the grass is because you'll end up damaging yourself even more so i was glad i you know could assist in whatever small way i was and you know he actually uh, he said thank you for stopping and it's crazy because you and i are probably you know, all of us everybody listening at i would think would be like of course you would stop why wouldn't you stop like how could you not stop 
and make sure that 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 cyclist was okay. But then the more you think about it, y'all, it probably wouldn't be surprising if a cyclist just kept going. Okay, I didn't cause that and I've I'm on a, I'm on a schedule and this is my exercise and I'm not going to stop to see if you're okay because I've got to keep on moving on and doing my 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 exercise. People do it all the time on the freeway. People do it all the time on in cars. They don't stop to make sure that somebody's okay. Even if they are a part of the reason why that car crashed, it, that's why they call them hit and runs. I saw one in Dallas last week. It was a hit and run. So on the trail, I, I wouldn't be surprised because they're going so fast and they're like, oh, sorry for you. Hope you're okay. Bye. And uh, keep on, right? Because he's got a friend. Apparently, he could say, oh, your friend's going to take care of him. I really do not doubt that that would happen. That not everybody would stop and make sure. But I wasn't going to not stop. I wouldn't have been able to live with myself if I didn't stop. But when, you know, he's like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, my God, don't, don't say thank you. Of course I was going to help you. Of course I was going to stop and make sure you're okay. Um, but sadly... Like I said, I, I, I would not be surprised if there are people that wouldn't have stopped to check on them. Um, and that, that's sad. makes me sad to think that that's probably more likely true today. More than ever, I don't know. It's like, mm, that's not my business. It has nothing to do with me. Don't blame it on me. And if I did, maybe scare you enough to fall, fall down. I don't want you to be mad at me, so I'm just going to keep moving. Because a part of me was like, I hope he doesn't think I caused this and start yelling at me or something and of course you know he didn't he said no no it's not your fault and at the end his friend was like are you okay and I'm like oh I'm fine oh I just oh I'm I'm really good like I'm not hurt at all so I just want him to be okay and they went on their merry way so that was my my eventful happening two days ago um and I went I, I don't go every day I try to go every day but if I can I go every other day and so I went today and it was like I was like man I was just thinking about that guy like he probably is gonna have to not ride his bike for a while not because he damaged it because he said he has another one but because he's gonna have to give his elbow a rest uh I I mean it didn't look like there was no bone coming out but you know you don't know exactly the extent of your injuries until that next day sometimes later on that night definitely the next day so I'm, I hope and pray, and I said a prayer that he, he would be okay. And so, yeah. So the moral of that story is, y'all be careful out there, okay? Be careful. And, like, if you're a cyclist, if you cycle, you know, kind of, I, that's what I do. I kind of from, I've, I give people a heads up only if I feel like they're going to stray into the middle lane. Uh, and... And I do it with a good amount of time, unless they're like right before I get past them, they decide to move to the left. So you got to really just, that's why I don't go that fast as well when I'm around people, because um, you just don't know. They're unpredictable. You know, they might have earbuds and they don't know. And the next thing you know, they want to do like a little turn because they're listening to the music. And next thing you know, you get hit and they get hit and that's not good. So be careful out there. Be careful out there. Um, let's see what else has been going on. Oh my gosh. I was, um, some, some like video, you know how when you're on Facebook, if you do Facebook and like videos come over, you know, like a reel or something. And there was like somebody shared about a guy that was giving uh, kind of like 
he gives like relationship advice. He's he considers himself a proclaimed self-proclaimed rather a self-proclaimed expert on relationship matters of relationships and things like that and you know he tells women you know he talks about women you know it's like giving advice for women about men about men you know he's a man and so he's giving women like look he's not worth it or you know whatever she's not coming back because once she realizes that she can do it she doesn't need you she ain't coming back bro so he considers himself a proclaimed, self-proclaimed expert at relationship and advice and things like that. He's an author and he's a speaker and all of this. I'm like, and then I, it's like, what? So an expert, right? So we we all know what the word expert is, right? So it's in, in the dictionary, the Oxford Dictionary, it's considered a person who has a comprehensive, um, an authoritative knowledge of a skill in a particular area. So like, like a financial expert. A witness expert, you know, a murder, like um, um, all kinds of, there's all kinds of experts you can be, right? So somebody who is broad and a very deep understanding and competence in terms of knowledge, right? And in terms of skill, in terms of experience uh, through their practices and education in a particular field, you know, be it business, be it psychology, be it uh, chemical dependency, like there's so many things that you can be an expert at, right? I'm getting this information from the internet. And so this particular person thinks of himself as kind of a little bit of a guru on relationship, you know, and it's like, again, it's self-proclaimed. Nobody has deemed him or dubbed him a expert in relationship guidance and, and advice and stuff like that. And you don't have to qualify to be an expert per se. And, and you have a, you know, it, it's again, going back to you have a, like a competence, a broad competence and knowledge and skill. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's acquired through research and education and experience and practice in a particular field to be considered an expert, right? So I guess that is what would qualify you, right? A neuroscience who's qualified, uh, he's an expert in, in the field because of all his education and his experience and uh, as a professor, as somebody who's done all the research, all of that to say is like, it's crazy how people can like just self-proclaim themselves as an expert in something like oh i'm a self-proclaimed guru of relationship advice but here's the kicker here is the kicker about this particular dude turns out that he wait for it he are you waiting for it he actually was cheating on his wife a lot stepping out on his wife while at the same time making videos and becoming like a social media influencer as a self-proclaimed expert in relationship advice he was cheating on his wife and he even went on youtube and like made a video of like how like i apologize i wasn't right to my wife she didn't deserve it blah 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 and now she has actually got a social media presence and she has talked about how leaving him was the best thing that could have ever happened and how she realized that, you know, she shouldn't have put up with that and all this other stuff. And she's got like people saying, my God, she's hot. Because when she was with him, she was a lot more reserved, a lot more wearing loose clothes and things of that nature. And I think they're Jehovah 
witnesses, so I don't know exactly how women are supposed to um, dress as a Jehovah Witness if they're, you know, more prone to like women are supposed to dress conservative or something like that. And she's like, uh-uh, I'm not going to have it. I'm going to be me. You do you, I do me. Now that I'm single, I'm going to be fun and having fun and living my life. But here is the deal. He continues to be a social influencer. He continues to be giving people advice on relationship issues. To me, once he got caught cheating on his wife, once he got caught stepping out on her, not with one, but many, many women, I would have hung it up. I'd have been like, you know what? I've got to take all my social media down. I've got to do, I've got to get back to me and start being a better human being. And I'm not going to be out there telling people how they can do better in their relationships when I can't even get my own relationship done right. And I've cheated on my wife and I'm a hypocrite. And I think that's kind of what happens to people who self-proclaim themselves as an expert or as good. You know, oh, I'm great at this and I'm just amazing and I am just awesome. And I'm not saying that's what he was saying, but he did self-proclaim. He has self-proclaimed himself as an expert. So I feel like that says it all right there. I mean, I've got a lot of life experience. I've got a lot of things that have happened to me in my life. And if I was to step out and start saying, hey, you know what? I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to encourage people. I want to motivate people. I want to inspire people with the things that have happened in my life. I still wouldn't step into the, like, I am a self-proclaimed expert. No, I, I would just tell you these are the things that, that have gotten me through. And I've said that to people. This is what has gotten me through the journey of going through cancer. This is what's gotten me through uh, the sadness of losing my mother. This is what's worked for me and what works for me may not work for you, but I want to share it because maybe, just maybe it'll bring some good into your life. Maybe it'll spark some interest in, you know, wanting to change your life in a way that you feel would be better for you because of what you heard from me, but not because I'm such an awesome, awesome, super you know, superhuman wonder woman person because I am flaw, full of flaws. I'm not flawless. I am full of flaws and I don't always, and I miss the mark sometimes and I make mistakes and I'm imperfect and I am no expert. I'm an expert in not being an expert. Does that make sense? <laughs> But I just think it's interesting how we continue to have a society where everybody wants to be a social influencer and, and consider themselves an expert in things when they don't even have their shite together. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just think that's, that's a very interesting thing that I came across recently. What else? What else do I got for you guys? Um, let's see. Yes, I will finish it with something that is very important to let you guys know. So yesterday I had my um, three-month checkup with my oncologist. And for anybody that is new, I am a three-time cancer survivor of ovarian cancer. And I do my best to share awareness and spread that awareness so hopefully women can be helped. And maybe even some lives can be saved along the way. And thank you for joining this podcast. If you are new. So uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you to everybody that's continued to listen to this podcast because sometimes it can be like, really, only five people listened to my episode so far? I haven't even made it to 10. And it can be like, oh, that sucks, my gosh. And then I'm like, stop it. That's still five people. 
that you are um, talking to. I'm not just talking to myself. I'm talking to people out there and you could be one of them and you could be a new one of them. So thank you for giving me a listen and I hope you come back for more. So the good news, which is good to end on a good news, is that my CA-125 continues to be under the 10, which 39 and under is where you want. And it's continued to be under 10. And it actually went down even from last time, three months ago. I think it was 8.5 and now it's like 6.7.9 or something like that. So that's great. My blood work came back great. Everything is coming back really good. Um, My doctor gave me a quick little pelvic exam and everything seems to be normal down under if you know and uh and mahuha which is a great thing definitely because it was ovarian cancer and so for now i continue to be all right i continue to be in well they don't say remission because i've said that before they call it no evidence of disease and again i don't know what tomorrow's going to bring all i got is right now and i know with the cancer coming back twice now and it's considered terminal it's considered a disease that it's terminal because there is no cure to it and it most likely will be something that continues to come back and then if it does it could be there very very well be what kills me but we don't know right at the end of the day right all we know is what, what we have got today right we all have an expiration date and all we've got is right now and so for right now the doctor sees me as healthy and i feel healthy and I am rocking and rolling, y'all. And I just wanted to share that. That's great news. And that's a great way to end this episode tonight. So y'all stay hydrated. Keep drinking that water. And until next time, this has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. I'll see you on the flip side. God bless. Bye for now. <music>